0: story of the first generation, children of the brave souls that came over from East African nations, making the most of what we got, despite all that we're facing. Get that education, we need that information. Yeah. Okay, yeah. this is the podcast, in case you ain't know, so drop what you're doing and tune into the show. You need to tune into the show, need to tune into
1: the show.
0: Hello, everyone. Hi. We are back. Are we? I don't know. <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> I think
1: we are. It's safe to say.
0: This is Jargar podcast. You Team probably have...
1: Jargar is back.
0: We're back. Um, if you still remember us, this is Meti.
1: This is Sunini. You know what I was thinking? What? We keep saying that we'll try to be more consistent, <laughs> but maybe once every nine months is our lineup. That's That consistent. seems to be where we thrive.
0: Yeah. I think we like you know babies are conceived when we record i think that's the power of our i think we just
1: want to be respectful to that process
0: yeah absolutely (laughs) um hello to all the new babies that were born since we last recorded welcome to the world um it is drastically different it
1: is so different so you know what i think it is i think we might have jinxed it a little bit because we had an episode called pivot points and then the universe was like let me show you pivot
0: the world revolves around us of course the
1: last time we (laughs) recorded was in march what was life like in march um i mean covid was in the headlines but it wasn't anywhere around us and i mean i still hope it's not but it is kind of everywhere now it's it's a very different (laughs) world that we're kind of in in this i remember
0: i was planning on where i was going for my spring break
1: that was my senior
0: year of grad school. I was like, "All right, spring break is probably going to be." Oh, we had signed up for Afro Nation. Um, yeah, me and a few people. I don't think you were invited for this. Sorry. Wow. Um, <laughs> so that was that was our major plan, and we we like really hung on tight to that plan until the very last minute, and then Puerto Rico closed, and then we're like, "All right, we can't go." Um, but that was how unseriously we were taking the situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, COVID was something that you made fun of, like the Rona, yep. you'd see a post here and there on the shade room, we would cracking up, and then, I mean, we had like a big gathering for your birthday, and Fitzy's oh, birthday yeah. in March. End of February. End of February, right? right? It, I think yeah. that's like the last semblance of Normalcy. normal, <laughs> yeah, that I, I remember, and then obviously everything changed, and I mean... It's always good to tap into humor to cope, but it's obviously been a very difficult time collectively. I mean, in our lifetimes, I would say in my lifetime, you're a little bit older, but (laughs) in my My (laughs) lifetime,
0: and she just dropped the mic because she lied. That was a lie. Wow,
1: Wow. my mic just had such a (laughs) negative reaction to that. But anyways, I don't think... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is such a real moment. We may or may not cut it, depending on our production budget. But I don't think there's been a more like collectively difficult time in like recent memory than what we've experienced in the last what eight to nine months. I guess just just 2020 has been such a trip, man. Like it's been rough, and she is still going she's like it's october i still have a couple more up in my sleeves but it's been it's been very difficult and i mean covid it's what it's at like 37 million globally over a million people have died it's it's gruesome and we know we, we joke about it and it's it's all fun but it's also been a very very trying time collectively so incredibly
0: trying time and there's there's no way to know what the depth of 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 this pandemic will be. Yeah. Um there's reinfection rates. there's many, many things that are happening as a result that just really it you it's hard to see an end to it. Um, and and that can be incredibly heavy to carry on the daily and that's what everybody has to do it's it's in front of you you can't not think about it you think about your family all the time you think about seeing your grandparents your parents and you you think about who you've seen it's just something that just kind of like it's like a cloud that has has covered us all um so we we want we kind of want to give sort of a, a recognition to that of course it's very hard not to talk about covid um when you're having a conversation on the daily it's become just as as a normal conversation as the weather now um but it's really unfortunate we're we're here but you know Sunini and I are coming at you for uh some uh you know insightful conversations hopefully as, uh, hopefully as it relates to today's topic is going to be what Sunini?
1: COVID. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I mean to your point it's like it's it's that elephant in the room now, right? It's just become so engrossed into everything that you you have to have a dialogue about it. And you know, we when we set up in Jargar, we wanted to talk about the the life of the non resident alien. That's the tax bracket that we fall into. Um, the international student experience, and we have a lot of um, unique set of challenges and. It's interesting how that evolves at a time that's collectively trying. Everybody has been impacted by COVID one way or another. And international students and, and you know, those of us who are, I guess, what what is the title for us? Like past internationals, non-resident alien, I, I think is descriptive. <laughs> it catches it all. Yeah, those of us who, who still have to navigate, like, those waters, like, how are we doing so we wanted to have a conversation that was based solely on us i know it was important for us to kind of address all of the different things that have been coming um as part of the you know this umbrella of covid implications which is so um like woven into like visa struggles and trying to stay in the country it's just it seems like it exasperate exasperates exasper- exacerbates, exasperates what is exacerbates. that
0: exacerbates exasperates means like a noise
1: do I speak or English
0: you <laughs> don't know I,
1: have I question that I have all the my time my every time we record this podcast <laughs> but it just seems like it, it's making um it's making certain situations that were already difficult to navigate so much worse but I mean I would start off and, and say uh you know those of you who have been Just dealing with the logistical inconveniences of the pandemic. Um, I think that's even a place of privilege, right? But those of you who have lost someone, um, those of you who have, you know, caught it and hopefully recovered um that's a that's a kind of a different set of challenges and and you know our hearts go out to you all it's, it's such a difficult time and please stay safe please still socially distant i know we're all kind of over it i i know personally i am like i have my moments when i'm just like i'm tired of these masks like i want to see people but we're still like covid is still here it's not it's not going anywhere um, at least for the near future. So please stay safe. Um, but maybe posing a question to you, how have these last nine months been for you since we last recorded Pivot Points? Um, how has COVID impacted you? Give Kind of give our listeners an update.
0: Sure. So when COVID started, I was at the end of my senior year, right? So my last, I guess we call it quarter, the last half of my last semester was entirely conducted online. Um, And at that point, I guess everybody was kind of like, all right, we're going to see what this is. We might, you know, be back in the fall, you know, like start dates for our jobs were still set in stone. Um, people thought this was going to go away. So so that the online instruction for me wasn't quite a bother. It was more like, all right, now, you know, I can be physically anywhere. I can be close to the people that I love and um, quarantine with them, still kind of deal with the situation while taking my, my classes online. They weren't really classes that I uh, cared about. Um, wow. So. It wasn't. It wasn't too difficult, right? And then, and then it got too real because because then we couldn't have our graduation, so that made it extra difficult. Because the the whole two years, I you know labored away. It was a tough two years. It was a lot of growth. It was a lot of success, and I wanted to celebrate that with my family, um, my parents, and my friends, and and the two the people that I. I made friends with in my two years um at grad school and it was supposed to be a special day and I couldn't have that um so I remember sobbing when I found out there couldn't be graduation and then I remember immediately feeling bad because I was like this is actually a very real problem that's come upon the world people are losing their jobs I have family members that lost their jobs um so it was it was a a sense of loss that I didn't feel entitled to have kind of Mm -hmm. um but but somebody reminded me, I think, wh- when I was having that moment of like, oh, should I feel sad about this? It was more of like "Every everyone is losing something by this, maybe not on the same scale. Um, but we're all losing one thing or another and it, it can be difficult. Um, but then afterwards, you know, I kind of I always say like I, I escaped part of the pandemic thus far because I had, you know, three, four months off um, right after grad school. And then before starting my job, my job dates got you know pushed back a little bit um and that and that was a little tough but um it was it was all it was all fine for me honestly um the fact that i couldn't go anywhere in the summer um that whole conversation we have all the time about should we go home or should we stay that was like louder than ever because i had planned on going to see you know my family and have four months at home where i get to work again there and have a little bit more time um but that didn't work out um so I got to stay here, but I still got to spend it with with my family. And that I think think we should also talk about some of the silver linings of this pandemic. Um, That's when I realized me staying at home with my family. I mean, it was, you know, it was great. It was hard um, because they were in your business all the time. But at the end of the day, I think I got back some of that time that I've always kind of felt like I never got. Um, because we're always so busy at school. We're always, even while on breaks, we're busy because they're like, oh, trying to fit in, seeing all these people in through a four day gap. Um, I had a whole four months with various members of my family. So that was a silver lining. I got to know them really well. We talked about so many different things. Um, so that was, I would say, a silver lining for me. Um, and now work has started and now I'm seeing what the hell Zoom fatigue means. Mm. I never knew what that meant. But that was my journey with it so far I know your journey was was a whole lot different than mine
1: yeah uh, mine was also it was it was interesting because um, you know when we were recording pivot points it had been a few months since I had gotten back from Ethiopia so I felt like you know 2019 for me was a lot of like uh, was, was just a lot of like different things that I did that were so completely outside of my routine. So I felt like I was just coming back and started a new job and I was just starting to acclimate to even being in this country, to be honest. And then a couple months into it, we, we had to go completely virtual. So I felt like part of my onboarding was also done virtually, which was interesting. Um, and not, not all negative. Um, and then, um, luckily my mother came for what was originally intended to be a short visit, but then she ended up staying here for six months. So we were together about five months. Um, and it was, it was such an interesting experience because I don't think I realized just how much of a, a gap not having immediate family was until I had my most immediate person there with me. If, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. because when she was there, um, and again, the, it was it was a collectively anxiety-inducing time. You would hear about the numbers. You, at that point, it was just like everything is shutting down. And to have her there, and she was she's just been a source for me. I mean, ever since I was born. But then for her to be an immediate source of relief and calmness and and food, um, oh, lots and lots of food, lots of food, um, and warmth. I was just, it made me reflect on, you know, the last nine years of of not being around that as much. And I was like, wow, what have I been missing on? But how incredibly fortunate I am to have that with me. And my heart was going out to all of the international students who don't have, you know, that immediate access to family. They can't tap into it like I was able to tap into it. So that was, that was so interesting. And, um, I mean, there were a lot of silver linings for me too. I mean, having my mother there, it was, it was so great. Um, and making up for that lost time, uh, I completely 5,000% agree with you. I felt like, I felt like a child. I was like, I was, she was spoiling me and it was just so great to have her there and we were having so many wonderful conversations. I, I don't feel like we ever had the kind of time like, We did because every time I would go back it would be for such a short period of time and you know I would always be kind of inundated with like meeting up with friends trying to make the most out of my time and when she would visit here it would also be her trying to pack so many things into her schedule but we just had all of this time to also get to know each other I feel like get for her to get to know me as an adult and that was just so great. Um, and that's a a very special relationship to me as well. So I don't know. I felt like the universe was was definitely trying to pay me back for something because I was like, hey, if i being rewarded with this at such a difficult time, I must have done something right. So I was so fortunate to have had that. And even with work too, I think the onboard, it, it definitely, it was challenging, right? Like I feel like your first six six months to a year, it's really you trying to, learn people understand dynamics like interact with people and then for you to be like a new face in the office for two months and then you go virtual it's like ah do people still remember so but I think it also gave me time to just like pause and and like acclimate and then when it's virtual it it gives you time to um like I don't know it, it gives you an opportunity to go at your own pace I felt like that's what it did for me um the first couple of months at least and um and I think it's, and I definitely didn't need it because I had, you know, I took my pause like before post, no, pre-pivot points, but I felt like for a lot of people, you included, it gave everybody like a much needed pause. I think there were a lot of people who are at risk of just burning out, Going at five thousand miles per hour, people who are always just like go 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 go, who were forced to stop, and I think it it forced them to have some serious reconciliation acts within themselves, which which is positive. Um, but you know, I think it, for me, it was also a, a mixed bag. Um, but it's also it's hard not to not to be engulfed in everything that's going on. I'm you know I wor I'm constantly worried about you know everybody. Um, myself included like wh- wh- where do we go and I I find myself missing a lot of the things that I felt like we used to take for granted just being able to see people like go outside even people you
0: don't like I miss people I don't like <laughs> like saying hi from a distance Me, like oh can't she, stand her but
1: but like hi. Yeah, <laughs> now you want to see her right yeah. like what is she
0: up to yep <laughs>
1: curious I know, <laughs> I know, um, but I think it's also, uh, Zoom fatigue is real. Oh, um, the, the virtual world can be all-consuming, but it also showed me, um, I mean, like like a lot of things in life, it can be a delicate balancing act, or at least it needs to be right. Also, the power of the virtual world, like, it forced me to um, reconnect with so many friendships that I felt like I've just done not a good job of maintaining, because, I had the time so i was like you know what how is so and so doing i want to check on him i want to check on her um so the the virtual world it's this it's this odd thing right like it's there and it can like take up so much of your time but some of that time can be really good because it really does connect you to to everything and everyone and it's not it's not always positive it can be very addictive it can be very draining but if used for good i think It also has the power to just help you stay connected to the people that you may have just not been able to because you were stuck in that routine of like that go, 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 go. Um, I feel like for a lot of people, it gave them an opportunity to, um, because it's virtual, like also have a virtual presence elsewhere. Like maybe start a side gig or maybe take an opportunity to learn a skill here and there. But it really was a mixed bag.
0: I totally agree. I would. You, it's 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 sounding like we're talking a lot more about the silver linings of of this, and I and I'm hearing the theme of of time coming into play. And I totally agree with that because now that I've started work, it's only been two weeks, although it feels like it's been two months. I feel like there's like there's just so much time in the day, and I and I can manage it because I, I'm in charge of the time. There's no walking out of a meeting and being caught in conversation with someone else. There's no, I, c- I can say, I'm going to take five minutes. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to get back to my work. There's no sort of, your time is like sort of given back to you in a way that you can utilize and you can use it. And, and and again, I mean, that's on the quality of your time management skills at the end of the day where it lands, but I think it has given me a lot more time to just be with myself a lot. And you, you mentioned acts of reconciliation. And I thought that was pretty powerful. So I, I cause I, I I've thought of time as being one of the assets that was given back to us um, when we had this COVID thing and we could, we couldn't go anywhere. There's no commute time. So you can wake up early in the morning, make yourself breakfast, you know, relax a little bit, work out if you have to. That that kind of stuff, like it, it's it can be really valuable to maintain your your mental health. But then there was also another piece of the puzzle you need to maintain your health, your mental health, which is actual people. Mm. And you're missing that. So it's, it's tough, but finding, finding the good stuff is good. The good things about our current situation is, is I think the only way to go about it. Cause it's not going to change anytime soon. We're not going back until 2021, they say, but even then um, there's just a lot of questions left, yeah. but I want to talk about, you mentioned the virtual world, I wanted to talk a little bit about that because the the virtual world is different when you're working and when you're and then when you're a student. Because when you're working, you're you're taking a full ownership of something, right? It's yours, you're working on it, you're figuring out how to do it, you're touching base with people to review and then and then making sure that you're cranking out good material. But when you're in class, that's a lot different because you're in class of sixty, seventy people, if not more. I can't imagine our Bio 100 classes now with with 200 people um, and how they're handling an, a virtual environment in terms of participating. I Actually, had a conversation with one of my classmates um, who's now a second year, and he expressed difficulty with just keeping keeping your attention, keeping yourself engaged with with the classroom environment. And I thought that was just me, but you know that was partly because I I couldn't care less about my classes for my last quarter, and I was more excited about finishing, but. Now that you're back and you know things are on the full swing, you know the virtual world is here to stay with us. It can be difficult to to maintain your attention. and and I mean, there's there's no other way of dealing with that than than making sure you're getting the break that you need. you're you're trying to get your mind as engaged as possible, talking to your friends on the side, maybe about the topic at hand, Googling things about the topic at hand. that's that's the other thing. But I think everyone is collectively kind of, struggling with maintaining your attention in the classroom that can be very hard and then another piece that was also hard was organizing for your classmates like you know we we do we did a lot of we I mean we had our, our little Ethiopian Students Association when we were there at Darden there was African Students Association and many others like women in business so many others that now I realized like the reasons why I did those activities was because I loved seeing people attend them. I loved seeing people smile and I loved having conversation with people who had just attended them to to just kind of like debrief, you know, for them to tell me like, great event, like I learned so much from this. And getting that human feedback was very necessary. And that's also become kind of tough since you can't, you can't have people and the virtual environment really doesn't give you that feedback of, all right, you know, this was great. Like we loved having you here. Like that 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 connection piece. I guess that's like the 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 social educational piece that that's also missing that is affecting a lot of people. So that is very real in educational environments now. Um and and I mean, it's just tough. We kind of just I I wanted to give recognition to to those pieces of of the educational environment that could be missing at this point in time.
1: Yeah, I read an interesting um quote on an article a couple of days ago when I was reading about, you know, the impact of COVID on the international student experience it said, you know, international students don't share your passport, but they share your pain. It's almost a double whammy, I feel like, with our existence because we have all of these struggles that are kind of a given with with the experience that we tap into, right? But then when something like this happened, we're not immune. We're also kind of going through the hurdles there too. So it's like, Ugh, where can like we get a break and and I use the word the term we loosely because for me I, I feel like I'm a little bit more stable than what I would have been had this happened five six years ago while I was still a student right so it's so important to understand and acknowledge just how significantly this has impacted international students right whether you're a prospective student planning it all out now it's like 90% of the educational um, platforms are virtual. And the entire visa process has become very difficult to navigate, as if it wasn't difficult to begin with. Uh, a lot of you know consulate stations like the U.S., which is the only, I guess, consulate that we have a viewpoint of just because we're in the U.S., but I'm sure everywhere... It's it's a different a different beast now, and for students that are here, that are quote unquote stuck, being stuck during a global pandemic is a it's a different level of stuck, or those who've had to go back um, and haven't been able to tap into the the educational experience, like all of those things that we took for granted, right? Like being in college, being on campus, graduation. I know which was such a such a huge milestone um, for you that. You just didn't, you didn't get to experience at least the physical component of it. And then people who are transitioning into the workforce, OPT, H-1B, green card, um, those were difficult processes to begin with. And now with the pandemic and the current administration, they've just become 10 times harder. So it's, it's tough. So for those of you who are listening, first of all, acknowledge that this is difficult. This is such a difficult time to be alive, A. And the fact that you're an international student and most of us are here on a temporary visa status, that makes it all the more difficult. But we are so resilient as a group, I feel like. Even us, we started this conversation by talking about the silver, silver lining, and I can't help but credit that to the, to the experience of the international student, just because we are We can't help but be solutions oriented because if we're not, we can't, we can't survive here. So kudos to you. You are doing your best. Um, A lot of people that I've talked to, whether it's those that are waiting on their OPTs that they still haven't gotten or those that are trying to figure out if they should go back or stay. Um, those who are entering into their junior and senior year of college, and it's completely different than what they had imagined. So they're trying to figure out if they should take a year off or not, if they can even afford to do that. Um, those that are trying to figure out if their um, school would allow them to come back to campus because they don't essentially have anywhere to go. First of all, just just kudos to you all because that is such a mental beast to navigate, yep. and I don't know, I don't know how you're doing it. So acknowledge yourself, and and I mean. Some some tips, I would say, I guess I would call them tips or I don't know, because it's hard. I, I honestly don't know how I'm just trying to imagine myself as a sophomore and a junior. And literally one day you get an email saying school is, is closed for the rest of the semester, which is essentially what a lot of students experienced, even students in Harvard. Um, and a lot of a lot of institutions that credit themselves with being international student friendly it was at times like this that you would see they don't necessarily have the resources to support us as comprehensively as they need to because our 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 journey is different um we can't just get an email in the morning saying campus is closed yeah Uh, like because where are we gonna go and and i think that's definitely something we should we should touch on
0: because our institutions really they have a responsibility to protect us they really do because International students. We've we've said this before. They pretty much fund, you know, half of the students going to the U.S. I totally made that number up, but it's a pretty large number. Um, because it some, sounds right. Uh, yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> Pure Research over here. Yeah. Um, but we foot the bill for a lot of students here. Um, a lot of international. Some international students are on scholarship. A lot of them are on loans, and a whole lot more of them are paying the full bill. Um, And a lot of these payments foot the bill for a lot of the students that go to these colleges and universities. But the the colleges and universities somehow have lagged responses when it comes to what things mean for international students. There was a few schools that said, hey, you can't come back, pack up and leave um, when COVID hit. That did not make sense to me at all. Um, There there always needs to be a special consideration for international students for the fact that they're miles and miles away from home. Um, Most of us don't know a soul here when we come unless we have a relative or somebody that's here. So we're already making that brave journey of coming here knowing that there's going to be a bubble of academic environment that's going to protect us. And that can't just go disappear. Um, so it took schools a while to respond to the policy changes that happened in June or was it June, July, um, that said, get out if you're not taking, you know, online classes or if you're not taking in-person classes. Um, and it took a while for these universities to have a response, um, to say, okay, all right, how do we skirt this? Um, and how do we, how do we respond? And it always seems to fall on these like big institution like Harvard and MIT. Sure, they have the largest endowment, um, to make moves but we we need to see all these other universities also making moves to protect international students because how many how many internationals go to harvard and mit only um very very few less less than a percent um because these are hard institutions to get into there's many more students i would i would bet that at michigan state university that are international than harvard so these institutions need to make a move if they're not making a move to protect you email them call them out on social media start a movement because they really need to be there for you Um, because we don't have our parents here we don't have anybody here Um, there needs to be some sort of net to protect students and that and that I I I just haven't seen that um, in a lot of schools I I haven't seen the urgency to protect international students in other schools and that breaks my heart Um, yeah that's what I wanted to say about that
1: yeah no you're you're absolutely right and I don't think we do uh, I mean, I don't want to generalize because I feel like it really does depend on the entity um, and even the nationality. I've seen some be more vocal and mobilized than others, but it's so important to recognize our own voices, even our individual voices, um, I would say. Um, so if I were, I always like to think of it, um, the international student experience is like a timeline, right? Because every every timeline is so different than the other. So advice that you give for one point of the timeline is so irrelevant for the other. So yeah. I would say for for prospective students, you know, those of you who haven't made the journey yet, really do your research about, you know, all of the institutions that you're applying to. Um, really think about what the framework or the outlook is going to look like and, and make a decision. Um, I mean, I'd, hopefully you'll have access to resources, um, family members that you could consult, or people who are here that you can tap into. Um, those of you who are already here and are just trying to navigate the hurdles, whether it's virtually. I know some institutions have have like a hybrid approach of where they welcome students on campus. You know, still be careful, um, socially distance. Um, COVID is still a real threat. So protect yourself, first and foremost. And try to tap into whatever resources that you have, um, your institutions, your professors, um, immigration consultants that they are there, and international students. You know, we're always such a great resource for one another. Um, you know, the, the virtual world, like you said, it's very different when it's um, when it's kind of on the education platform. I can't even imagine taking organic chemistry for... Tr- I mean, I can't even imagine taking organic chemistry. I don't you you would have dropped
0: out if you had to do it online. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, maybe that would have been a blessing. Maybe that, w- <laughs> that would have been the push I needed to make that um, disconnect. But...
0: Our hearts go out to those in orgo chemistry online.
1: We appreciate you all. <laughs> you guys are superheroes. But, um, yeah. So, you know, try to... Again, try to tap into whatever you can... Um, because it's difficult um whether you you need to give yourself a little bit more time um to to acclimate whether you need a little bit more help it's okay it's okay to ask for help this is so unfamiliar to us this is new territory so if you're struggling don't be hard on yourself it's it's okay it's okay this is hard this is hard for anybody especially for for people like us um, coming from the communities that we did where even the concept of the internet like internet was something that even us we were privileged right internet was something that we would go into to a cafe shop or and get it for like a couple hours in the weekend and then we'd post it on facebook and that was it internet wasn't something you had access to all the time so coming here and then trying to navigate like taking lessons on zoom that's that's such a big jump so it's okay if you're struggling uh, juniors and seniors who now have to navigate um, the job search process it's tough um, you know the the market is the, the job market you hear the unemployment stats um, and a lot of times those are specific to the to American citizens right at least in this country so imagine um, you would think now as an international student oh my god like at a time like this now with me and my OPT and my h1b um, piece of advice i would say to you i mean i'm not going to make it sound like it's all rainbows and flowers it's not it's difficult but it's not um do your research um because at times like this it doesn't affect every industry the same way because most industries are hit of course especially Mm -hmm. service-oriented industries but there are some services that are booming right now um so amazon <laughs> shout out to Bezos, man yo you know every time i make a purchase on amazon which is frequent um i always tell myself hey i am making him rich or, I'm t- i mean yes
0: <laughs> rich i just
1: like i'm con- i am paying my dues to society by just making him rich i'm doing something
0: you know there's an anti amazon alliance now oh really yeah it's been around for a while i don't even know how i didn't hear about it but it's like it's like a collection of companies that sort of help smaller businesses out oh wow um so that they compete better mm. with amazon as well how can
1: you join do they pay you to join <laughs> no they don't pay you oh, to join you need to anyways shout out to jeff bezos <laughs> um but uh do your research um try to be very you know very targeted in terms of your approach um and and try to put your m- most of your time on on things that are l- looking positive right now, like industries that are hiring, and and there are a lot of I know a lot of community organizations have been doing a really good job of like highlighting organizations that are doing kind of like a higher boom right now, um, and try to be very realistic about you know where you're at. I think when it comes to to staying in this country and and of course, it's it really does depend on where home is for you, because there's still a lot of travel restrictions that you have to navigate. So you have to do your research. But I would always say like and it's such an individual decision. So I try to be very mindful about like giving advice because my situation is different than everybody else's, but if you've made it clear to yourself that staying here is the end all be all, and that's fine. But for those of you who are just working so hard to just stay here, I think, I think it's time to have that conversation with yourself. Absolutely. Um, if, if everything that you've tried is not working, then maybe it's time to start working on plan B. Like plan B doesn't necessarily have to be, the thing that you don't want to do it could be something different that you haven't thoroughly explored yet um and and those of you who are working um who are worried about you know either job security or h1b um you know your opt is is on the last year or even green card i would say find it in yourself to bring up the conversation early on I'm such a pro of having that conversation with your HR partners. I think a lot of companies that are paternalistic and are looking out for their employees which in an ideal world should be every company right but it's not um, but those who really want to preserve your job are think looking at the h1b headlines and this might actually be a good time to say hey, it's better for you to invest in something that's more permanent than an H-1B that's very susceptible to a legislation a, a legislation change. So, bring up the conversation and and know where you stand because that gives you an opportunity to figure out next steps. Um, so you know, think about it timeline by timeline. But we're res- we're a resilient bunch and we're solutions oriented and. Try to tap into one another. Um, I would say there's so much of us out there. Um, so try to reach out to people that you know have passed through the same boat. Um, even if you might not know the specifics, reach out. I feel like a lot of people are willing to, to help um, lend a hand. I second that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things I would also say, and don't quote me on this if you decide to take this advice, is take time off. Honestly, if, it's, if you just want to go home, because this time is so uncertain, and you're not about to take classes online, sit so through organic chemistry your entire like second year of your sophomore year, just take time off. Go home if you have to, and if you can afford it, and if your family can afford it for you to have time off, go. Because one of the things that I've always kind of regretted um, was not taking time off to, to sort of pause my my journey between high school and college and getting a job. Because I've always told myself I don't have the luxury to do that. Um, And part of me has really believed it. But what would be the worst that can happen if you took a year off? Your life doesn't need to be on a highway driving full speed. Um, It can be taking time to slow down. Once again, capitalize on this concept called time with yourself and with your interest and with your family. and, and, And we always say going back to where you came from after you've been away for so long, gives you a sense of sort of sobriety in the way you see the community and the society and your role in it. Um, So this is a powerful time to be away from the rat race that's the U.S. or the rat race that's elsewhere that you're taking your classes at that's not the U.S. Um, I hope it's not the U.S. Um, But this is, I think this is a fantastic time to engineer um, some time for yourself. So I, I would say that's that's a great option for people who can't afford to be back home um, and who want to be back home who've always had that conversation with themselves like take this as an opportunity to be there.
1: No, I love I love that. Engineering some time for yourself. I think that's that's brilliant. And I would also say those of us who uh, are lucky enough to have job security really be a, a resource to those out there like on your LinkedIn profile if you see international student that Mm. went to your alma mater or snap snap um you or is from the same country or you have mutual friends like reach out have a conversation you don't necessarily have to offer them a job and you might not be in a position to do so but have a conversation um i'm sure they have a lot of questions and you have some important insights but you never know, um, power of connections, power of relationships. And I think we are a community and we need to be able to tap into one another and rely on one another. Um, I think the
0: best way to do that, and I've been thinking about this is to reach out to like the school's clubs or somebody, the school, the, the school's career development office yeah. and say like, Hey, I'm here. I'm, I want to talk. Like if you, if you're say like, consulting club wants to have a conversation with me like i will be happy to do a networking hour with them um and just do an online networking hour with them where you just tell them what to do best practices and if you identify like great talent feel free to like push them through your companies um that's that's one way we could do it because because we always have this conversation of like why didn't anybody pull us through um we could have really used people who could tell us more about their careers and 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 it granted i honestly i didn't miss any cdc events when i was at college i like went to as many as i could um but there wasn't that many alums that came and that told us like really a lot of what they do like a lot of what i heard from was academia and all this so people who have real jobs out there um that are doing um real things and making money um and you didn't know about this job when you were in college like do the people in college a favor now and and go talk to them about what you do and how they can get there that's that will change several lives. You having a conversation with them will change several lives and, and that's just an hour out of your day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Such a, a short amount of time that could be spent towards making a huge impact in, in someone's life. Um, but I would say, I mean, overall, I can't stress enough. This is, this is a difficult time for everybody. Um, so self-care is so important. I know sometimes self-care feels like a buzzword that people keep throwing around, um, but it's so important for you to take care of yourself physically. I mean, this is a global pandemic, uh, and those of us who are younger who might be under the assumption that we're going to be okay if we catch it, I mean, the studies are showing that it's it's really disproportional in terms of like how it affects certain people versus others. And there's not always the best explanation as to why. So protect yourself, um, stay active. Obviously I haven't been practicing what I preach. I haven't been
0: active. Freshman 15 all over again. Yeah. Freshman
1: quarantine. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Quarantine 15. Sorry. Quarantine 15. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, st- stay active, um, find ways to to still move around, um, you know, carefully. Um, and also, I would say, you know, for those of you that are working, um, that might not always be well versed in your um, benefit offerings, you know, a lot of insurance carriers are covering COVID testing. Um, so, if you want to get tested um you know reach out to your hr people ask about what your benefits cover if you don't have insurance try to tap into community organizations um that may be covering testing for free i know there's some entities that do like free tr- test drives here and there um you know look around um i think a lot of organizations understand that this is a difficult time and and there are really some that are trying to help mentally take care of yourself. Um, I mean, I think that's such a such an individual um, process. But I would say, you know, what's been working for me is um, making sure that I'm reading about good things. I actually read um, Humans. Um, oh, you did? I did, I did. Uh, there's just something about just random, beautiful stories about people that is very comforting to me. Just knowing that there are people in different corners of the world that are going through difficult things and are making the, the, the most incredible, um, I guess, most incredible life journeys out of them. It's, it's so soothing. And I read that book and I was just like, I was I was happy and beaming and I, I want to read it again. Um, so, you know, find what, if that's like a good Netflix show, if that's a conversation with your college bestie that you haven't spoken to, if it's a video chat with the parents, if it's going out, whatever it is, like find that thing that works for you. Um, so just 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 make sure that you're putting yourself at a cent- at the center when at a time when it's it's so easy to get lost in the negative headlines there's just so much going on everywhere and it's it's important to stay connected and informed but it's also important for you to disconnect and just focus on you too and listen to this podcast what <laughs> up? <laughs> I know. I know
0: we put you in a great mind space now. I know. To go meditate or exercise.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: Senny won't be doing that. Wow. But the
1: the lack of faith that you have in me <laughs> almost resembles She, goes, the she lack goes hiking,
0: I'll give her that. She goes, goes hiking. Almost with resembles
1: friends. the lack of faith that I have in myself. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I attempt to go hiking um uh, and yeah, but anyways, I'm trying. See, we're all trying. We're all let's trying. Let's acknowledge that.
0: Yes. I think we, I think that's a great note to end it on. <laughs> we're all trying. We're all trying.
1: We're all trying, and it's, it's all going to be okay. I mean, let's not jinx it. Last time we set pivot points and the universe pivoted. So maybe let's say it's going to be okay, and the universe will be like, it's going to be okay. We're all trying. <laughs> we're all trying. We're all trying. Any last words but and i would also say you know since we spoke last you graduated and you have that. started you know your job moved into your own place which is our new studio for recording what look up? at us upgrading <laughs>
0: um but it, we, it used to be on sanini's bed that yes, we recorded because see? she had one boxed room that she never left <laughs> and i did not have a living space she wanted to come visit she didn't visit me once in grad school which is very sad anyways that's a topic for for i think that's
1: yes we're taking content away from our future episodes yeah (laughs) no i'll let that go but i think it's also as much as like life has stopped life has also gone on and you know we've grown we've transformed um and it's it's and i i attended a wedding uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was you know socially distant and very different than what we're used to but it was still a celebration of love. So life, as as different as it may seem, it's also continuing, and it's okay for us to partake in the the joys of the world carefully. Um, uh, so with masks on. With masks on. With with masks on. Yes. <laughs> but you know, thank you all for for listening. I I'm always so humbled by Injargar listeners. People who come up to us and say that they listen. I always ask why, but. I'm always... <laughs> we, we now found out we're up to six people. Six people oh. listening. But um, no, we, we appreciate um, your support and we're glad that you get value out of this. Well, thank you, y'all. We love you. <laughs> we
0: See love- you in nine months. Just kidding. <laughs> we'll make it sooner than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but 2020, man. Um, anyways, this is Sanini. This is Meti. And we are out.